In today's episode, we're looking at seven steps to identify your target audience as a broker with your marketing. That's what we're going to be looking at. It's something that so many people get confused with, this idea of niche and who we're speaking to. And I actually have this with when I work with clients and I talk to my clients, a lot of the things that I notice is that people are very unclear on who their target client is, who they're, who they're speaking to. And just by these little tweaks of doing this, you're able to see much bigger results. We're actually able to see pretty much instant growth within within reason, obviously, but instant growth if you've already got a good business, but if you can just nail down your audience and nail down who you're speaking to, all of the content gets easier, the sales get easier, everything gets easier. So in this episode, we're going to be breaking down those seven ways and it's very much a teachable step. So let's run into it. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. The show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's dive straight into it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever it is that you're listening to this, whether you're watching us live in the morning or whether you're listening to us on the podcast or watching this on the replay wherever it may be. Um, like I said, in this video, in this video, in this episode today, we're going to be looking at seven steps to identify your target audience. We're actually breaking it down into a bit more detail and give literally going to unpack a lot of this. So it's probably going to be a bit of a longer episode today, but I feel like this is one that inspired me. I pick these topics pretty much the morning of. <laughs> I pick them when I'm in the gym. So when I'm in the gym, I have a list of topics. And I'm like, that one inspires me. I've got a list of stuff that I always add to, and then I pick them out of the thing. And this one is one that I wanted to talk more about because when it comes to identifying target audiences, as we all know, it can be pretty hard and it's not something easy for many advisors to do. And it's a a skill that that does require some nurture. So I want to go through the seven steps and just break down really what you can do to identify your target audience. So let's dive into the very first one. The first one being find your your market segmentation. So the market segmentation is broken. It is literally who it is you're after. This is the first bit. So it's kind of, if you're looking at a full pie, that's the whole clientele. This is finding what segment is yours. Now you can work it out in a number of these four different places. They're on the screen now, if you're watching, but you can work them out in these four. I'll put it up as a larger screen. Um, so you can work them out as the following things. The first one you've got is demographic. So demographic is what is their age? What is their gender? What is their income? What is their marital marital status slash relationship status? That's, that is the demographic understanding those. The next one you do is you break down into psychographic. So psychographic is what are their opinions? What are their interests, emotions, lifestyle? So more soft, what we would call sometimes soft facts. Um, that is psychographic. Then we look at, um, your behavioral. So the next one is behavioral. So these are actions taken on a website, sh- online shopping habits, loyalty. So what do that? What do their behaviors look like? You know, for example, are they somebody who is loyal? Do they take longer to make a decision? All of these things is behavioral. And then geographic is location. So if you're a mortgage broker and you work in a specific niche that it can be national, is it national? Um, is, if if you're a broker and you're working local, is it local? So running the first step is running through this demographic, psychographic, behavioral, and geographic. Uh, um, and those, again, I'm going to be very honest, the amount of people who don't do that is mad. Um, like it's crazy, but that's just step one. So step one is those things. Once you've done those, you can move into step two, which is create an ideal customer profile. So once you've understand you, you go, go deeper into it. So now we look at this profile of 
Who is this ideal customer? This is sometimes referred to as an ideal client avatar. And it is what is their specific age? So not not what is their like, you know, like your your age on your on your um on your your segmentation could be 30 to 50, but now it's like, you know what, 35 years old, 34 years old. What is their gender specifically? Who is the the the, mo- the main client you deal with? What is their gender? The other one from there you can have is what is their income level? So when I work with clients and this, we, we often will look at this and go, okay, what is their ideal income? What's their household income? Um, you know, and, and, and often this is going to dictate a lot of where, where you market because they are different location what is their specific location so are they specifically in a certain area now i know if you're a broker you often will work in like like national like um niche sorry which is local that's normally going to be one of your biggest things and i know where i live i live in cambridge there are very different sections of cambridge that would different different differ between whether you are like um well just different classes and income levels center of cambridge very, very wealthy. Huntington, Peterborough, and more of the Fenlands is is a lot more affordable, but a lot more probably working class. Whereas in city centre Cambridge, you're looking at very, 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 very wealthy people. So knowing which one is important because you could just say, I work in Cambridge, and that's not that's that's too broad. It's too broad. So we know in location. Occupation, again, what is their specific occupation that you deal with a lot? This is really great if you're dealing with like NHS and niche like that. And then marital status, meaning are they married? How long have that, is this specific ideal client been married for? Now, this stuff might feel a bit over the top. You might think, Ash, I don't need to do all of this. I just sell mortgages. But that's not the case. You need to make sure that you're deeper in it. Because when you under, when you go deeper into this stuff and you understand this stuff, you will be able to now speak to a specific audience and understand their problems. And your content and your messaging will all reflect that. It's not actually what you're selling that matters. It's who you're selling it to. And, and that's going to reflect in your content and your social selling and, 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 and inbound leads and conversions of sales. That is absolutely vital. So the next one we have is describe your market's pain points. So you write down the following things. Financial pain. So what is their financial pain? What is their time management pain? What is their labor pain? Meaning it's literally like, as in, what is the pain to actually, um, you know, to, 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 to do that thing? So labor pain for me could be making the content. Financial pain could be affording to work with someone like me or being able to afford to, you know, not have enough money. Time management pain is that they're not busy. They're too busy to then feel like they're kind of, their time management is lacking and that they're being pulled everywhere. Technical pain meaning the technical understanding. So that's how much do they know about something? Do they feel like they're they're stupid in this situation and need help? By the way, there's a lot of clients that you'll have as mortgage brokers that will, as you as a broker, will have this where it's like they don't know. In fact, they'll fit into lots of these. They might not be able to afford it, so they need to be help. They might not have enough time. They might need they they don't have the 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 ability the, the, to be able to do it. They don't have the technical understanding to be able to do it. And the user experience pain, meaning the experience of going through it, what is it like for them? That is the pain points. Now, when you break these down into individual sections and write stuff down under each one, you're going to get clearer. Now, as you can probably see already, we're like seven and a half minutes into this episode and we're at number three. And the reality is this stuff is deep. It's deep. And if you go through all seven of these, you'll have a very clear understanding of who your who your ideal client is. But I can tell you right now that the vast majority of people would, would have done step one and gone, yeah, I got, I got it now, figured it out. Not at all. We go deep into this so we can understand exactly their problems. The next one we have 
is the following, which is to find the benefits that you bring to the table. So what is it that you as an advisor, you as a broker, you as a mortgage agent, what do you bring to the table for the ideal client? So are you saving money? Now, remember, you might want to go, what, again, just on this one, what many people do is they'll say, I do all of those and and that's not a good idea. Okay, so we have saving money, saving time, reducing stress, making um, product adoption easier, making user experience pain. So making product adoption easier is a bit um, bit pointless, but I've added that one in by accident. Um, that's one more for my other thing. But the reality is most people go, I want to do all of those. That's why, by the way, they're not doing very well, because what they're doing is they're saying, I can do all of these things. Now, what you want to try and do is focus on what are the main pain points, the main pain points of your, your ideal client, you should have had a, by the time of doing this, you'll have a clear understanding. And then if that person has got no time and is very stressful, then you're focusing on this. I'm going to save you time and reduce your stress. Do you see what I mean? Like it's, um, it's, it's what you're trying to do is with, with this is you end up trying to identify what it is that your specific USP. And this comes down to what your USP is. You hear people talk about USP a lot, but this is what it is. It's understanding what is it that you bring to the table that stops, that makes it really, really, really relevant. Do you feel like you're winging it with your marketing and business process? Well, we have your back. The Mortgage Marketing Blueprint has been created to give you a step-by-step process that maximizes your chance of lead generation, client referrals, and online brand awareness. Use code MMP15 for 15% off and start taking control of your brand now. Let's get back to the show. Next one we have is research your competitors or your competition. So look at who it is out there that is doing a similar job to you. Look at their social platforms. Look at the strategies they're implementing. Try and figure it out. Um, You know, look at the types of contents and formats they use and look at the customer complaints and pain points. So you'll be able to see. And by the way, everybody has complaints. Like everyone, everyone. People who work with me, there's some people who absolutely love it. There's going to be some people who don't. There's going to be some people who think that what I do isn't doesn't work for them. It's too much work. And they'll go and work with a competitor, which is wicked. That's absolutely fine, by the way. That's exactly the same for you. It's not a problem. Every, if you're looking for an, a job where no one complains and no one thinks that everyone thinks you're amazing, you're, that's just never going to happen. And so what you can do is identify where your potential competitors are maybe dropping the ball. Someone like me, for example, I'm definitely dropping the ball in regards to um, larger scalability. You know, I don't have a big online, I've got like a, a masterclass like the blueprint, but I don't have like big online programs. I'm not scalable. I can't serve hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at once. I can serve like 25 to 30 bespoke coaching. It's very good. I'm also some pain points people is that it's, it's a slow coaching program, meaning that it's going to take a long time to figure out all the stuff because we get it right. And if someone's fast and wants to move quick, that can be hard. That's, that's a pain point for them. So understanding that you, what you do is you identify where your competitors are and then go, okay, you could look at me and go, okay, Ash doesn't do group coaching and he doesn't. And it's like a two year, really 18 month, two year program. So realistically, what if I could do group coaching and make it eight weeks? That's a pain point. And that and, and that's something that you can manipulate. And it's exactly the same with brokers. If you're looking at your your local area and thinking, what is it that they always do? Try and do something that not similar, do something different. Fill the gap. Fill the gap. 
Um, you know, that genuinely is like, that's how I started. When I started doing this originally, I very much got a lot of clients at the beginning, not much, not now, but at the beginning, um, shout out to Gary Daz, who's, who's a wicked guy. And like Gary, and I know Gary and Gary's probably one of the pioneers in this space. And Gary did a lot of group and I just did one-to-one. And so people who, who wanted more one-to-one coaching, Gary actually sent me quite a few clients. If they wanted one-to-one, they'd come to me because I was the only one who was really doing it. And that was because I looked at, well, there's no point in doing what Gary's doing, which is a big group. I'll do one-to-one. It's exactly the same thing. Researching your competitors, so to speak, these things will make a big difference. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, it's, it's, you don't want to over get obsessed with it because your competitors, a lot of the time, I believe anyway, your competitors are, they're your colleagues, they're your peers. You shouldn't be, you know, like every, there's not a single person in the, in the mortgage industry that are, like mortgage marketing industry that I look at that go, Oh, I don't like them. I'm like, yeah, they're cool. They bring, they bring their, their thing to the table. It's exactly the same with yours, but look at how you can be different. The next one is find out where your audience is congregating. So have a look at where they hang out. So this is really easy to do. Look at what are the influencers that they're speaking to. So we, these will be what I refer to as key players. What Facebook groups are they hanging out in? What blogs and websites do they read? What seminars and webinars do they attend? What forums are they in? So is there anything like a Reddit forum? Again, this is where you goes back to the um, kind of Alex Hormozzi approach of targeting them. Where are they? If you know where they are and you, if you know what they like, what they don't like, what are their pains, what their ages, if you see with this pro this process I've gone through, this is in depth. If you go through all of this, you'll have a very clear idea of where they are. Super clear. And then the last one we have is seven, which is use social media analytics. So once, if you've been making content, use your social media analytics to your advantage. If you're, if you're someone who's further on down the line, look at your Instagram insights, look at your Facebook insights, look at Google analytics, look at Twitter. If you've got that, look at use polls on things like LinkedIn or on Instagram stories, use analytics from social media this only works though, by the way, this final step only works if you've got a good audience. So I would probably say this is like the bonus bit. All the other stuff up to step, step seven is very, very useful. This second one is probably when you're, you do this to keep on top of it and go, okay, where am I? Is that still working? Is that not working? At, like one of my clients, you know, they got a lot of their um, videos were going to, to India. They were like, why? And then we've, they figured it out and they change it. So they're by looking at their insights. So there is, there's a lot of things to look at with this. Now, social media is wicked. I use it every day for this thing. I use it as a barometer and I look at the right, the right analytics, but at the, first, the, the initial six months to a year, your analytics are going to be pretty skewed because you haven't built a large enough following, not large following, but large enough data for the for it to make a difference so um but but once you are there that's the last thing you do to, to to monitor it so just to give an episode takeaway on this episode of the mortgage marketing podcast today this is all about identifying your target audience your target client as a broker and the reality is if you focus on those things and do the work that 99 percent of people won't do you'll do well you'll do well like that is literally here just i've just detailed, detailed it out for you now the hard bit is the accountability of doing it and also the implementation of really getting deep into the psyche of what goes on, you know, into the psychographics and stuff. Like that. That's hard. It's not simple to do. It's, if, if it was simple, everyone would do it. Um, but if you do it, you'll win. It's really, it is as, it's one of these things, and I always like this term, which is it's simple in theory and very difficult in practice. And and that is everything I do is simple in theory and, and hard in practice. And otherwise I wouldn't have a job. And and I also know 
because I am also a creator myself. It's simple in theory and hard in practice. It just is. So, but, but if you can do it and spend the time to do it, you will win. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to subscribe. I'll see you tomorrow. Right. Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 